0: The first one is this, well, logistically, how do the people sacrifice animals for their sins, All right. So how do people sacrifice the animals for their sins in the Old Testament? For example, is it one animal for the sins of only one person? Or does the sacrifice cover the whole family? So that's the first question. Now, did all of God's people have to bring the sacrifices to the tabernacle? And how often? Once each day? That they sin or every week? Okay. Alright, so... It's an interesting question and what are the biblical lessons we can learn? Well, the Bible does give us details about this. Now, first and foremost... um, how do they do it? One animal for the sins of one person, or one cover all? And how often do they need to do that? Now, first and foremost, let us, for example, maybe I ask you, what do you think, uh, Isaac? Is it one animal for for um, one sin? Not sure. What about, is it one animal for one person or cover the whole family? One, one sin, you think is one sin for one person. Okay, maybe ask another kid. Um, let me see, who shall I ask? Caleb. One sin for one person or one sin for many people? Whole family? One for one also. Julius, what do you think? One for many or one for one? One for one. Oh, okay. Now, what is the right answer? So that's one question. Now, the next one is how often? Do you think weekly or only when they sin? What do you think, Grace? Weekly, every week or once a week? Or or every time they sin, they, they bring? Or just once a week, all right, do it at one time? Not sure at all. What about your sister, Anna? Probably not what? Probably not one for every sin. <laughs> All right, they go broke, is it? <laughs> every sin. The father said, wow, if I child like you, I really go broke. <laughs> uh, okay, what do you think, Matthew? Do you think it is, um, um, what about one sin, one animal for up to that point of time? Then until this point, okay. Then I have to start all over again. Next time. Start all over again. (laughs) You change your mind. Very difficult. Ife is having a good laugh. So Ife, do you think it's one sin for the whole, one animal for the whole family for forgiveness or one for just Ife? One for the whole family. you no, face the only one say one for the whole family. You want to save daddy money,? Then. Okay, what, what should it be? Well, in scriptures, let's, let us try and see. Now let's turn to um, Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12 verses three to four. Actually, maybe I ask the parents first, right? So the parents are quickly turning very quickly now. Uh, what about? Uh, Yenwei, what do you think? One sin, one animal for, for just one person or for the whole family? For one person. Okay, so your child must be very naughty, right? <laughs> this one, I need one animal just for her alone. Okay, let's see what it is. Job 42, eh, sorry, Exodus chapter 12, verses 3 to 4. Shall we read together? Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying... In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them, every man, a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbour next unto his house take it, according to the number of souls. Every man, according to his eating, shall make your count for the lamb. So here... Maybe I ask, So is this one for one family? Well, it's quite clear. One for a house. So it covers the house. Or even your neighbor. Well, it depends on how many people in the household. Now, after you sacrifice the lamb, how many people will eat it? So it does seem that in the Old Testament, it can be one for many. One for many. So only two of you got it right. The rest who said one for one, like Julius, is not correct. What do you think? So, well, definitely one for many exists in the Bible. That was one of the instructions. Now, but turn to Leviticus chapter 4. Leviticus chapter 4. So parents, you better be thinking very hard because we have to ask what is the spiritual lessons, all right? Leviticus chapter 4. Now, let us read verses um, 3 to 12, right? Leviticus chapter 4, verse 3 to 12, reading. If the priest that is anointed do sin according to the sin of the people, then let him bring for his sin, which he hath sinned, a young bullock without blemish unto the Lord for a sin offering. And he shall bring the bullock onto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord and shall lay his hand upon the bullock's head and kill the bullock before the Lord. And the priest that is anointed shall take of the bullock's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of the congregation. All right, and so on, so on. You don't have to read the rest. But here we also see one for one. All right, one for one. In verse 3, if the priest that is anointed now, if he sin just like how anyone else sin he will bring for his sin which have sinned a so one young bullock and bring it to the Lord for a sin offering okay so is it is there, a case, there are cases of one for one yes one for one as well now turn to leviticus 4 22 chapter 4 verse 22 let's read together when a ruler hath sinned and done somewhat through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Lord of his God concerning things which he has done should not be done and is guilty. Look at verse. Let's read twenty-three. Continue, or if his sin wherein he has sinned come to his knowledge, he shall bring his offering a kid of the goats and a male without blemish. All right. So this is a case where even for ordinary people, for example, a ruler, not just a priest, he sin, he he knows about it. Or even ignorance, but he still brings one for one. Okay, one for one. Well, we know that we've seen sin of ignorance as well. So personally, when they know, I must have seen sin of ignorance, or I know that I've sinned, they also personally bring one. So are the cases of one for family? Yes. One for one? Yes. Alright? So those who say one for one, you're not wrong as well. Scriptures have both. Both cases. Now, and then there is also a unique case. Leviticus chapter 4, now verse 15. Let's read verse 15. Leviticus 4, verse 15, reading. The elders, uh, maybe we read verse 14 and 15, reading. When the sin which they have sinned against it is known, then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin, and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation, and the elders of the congregation shall lay hands, their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord, and the bullock shall be killed before the Lord. So you have a case where, well, as a people, as a congregation, they realize that they have disobeyed God, they have sinned. Just like today, a church, all right? So they realize, well, we have done something wrong. We should not have. Now in this case. Now you have a group of people bringing one animal to to be sacrificed. Do they do the sacrifice? No. There is this case where the elders of the congregation, so the appointed elders, now they gather and they are the ones who lay hands on the on the bullock. Now, what is the meaning of laying hands on the bullock? Maybe I try. Um, Elisha, you want to try? Why do they, every time they describe they they will put their hands on the animal before they kill the animal? Is it, oh, poor thing, poor, poor. The last time I will see you. (laughs) Why do you think they do that? Put their hands on the animal. Any ideas? No. Okay, may I ask your sister then? Phoebe, so that they don't run away. (laughs) Don't run away. I paid a lot for you. (laughs) Why? Any ideas? No? No. Grecia? Why? No idea, really. Okay, try uh, Enoch. <laughs> no idea. Really, how come? Ilim? Why would they bring the animal for sacrifice? Then they'll put their hands on it. Whether it's one person bring one, or whether it is the, for the whole congregation, all the elders put their hands on it. Why? To be cleansed. Um, yes, the sacrifice is for forgiveness of sin. To be cleansed. All right, last one uh, Cornelius. <laughs> Not sure why. Now, when they bring the animals, remember, they are the ones that will not be killed, correct? Who will be killed? The animal. The animal is being sacrificed because of their sin, correct? So putting of the hands, well, some of you nodding, all right, Michelle, why? Substitution, what do you mean substitution? Substitution. All right, the animal substitute. But why put, put the hands? It's like, you, me, you, me, oh, Piasso, you, me, oh, you! i <laughs> oh, sorry, it's you today. Why put the hands? <laughs> they always cheat, you know? You, me, <laughs> you, me, you, me. Ah, it's you. Why? It's never them. <laughs> Point to Christ. Now, is is substitution in a sense is it's a sign that I am the one who sinned, and I now transfer my sin on you. It's an act of transferring my sins. I know that you will be, instead of me, it's you, and I transfer my sins to you. And as a result, you are the one that will be sacrificed, all right? A sin sacrifice to appease the anger of God against me. So that's a sign of transfer. All right, now, then the question is this. Maybe i ask the young ones again. Matthew, all right, Matthew. Now, um, wait, which young one I have not asked? Uh, who's hiding? Let me see. Uh, parents, anyone, uh, anyone of your child I have not called? Ah, uh, all right, okay. Now, does it mean that the Old Testament people, That the Old Testament people, they get saved by these animals who were killed on their behalf. Abigail, what do you think? How are Old Testament people saved? They are saved because they transfer their sins to the animals. The animals die for them. That's why their sins are forgiven. Is it true? Uh, sorry, again, that remind them that? Alright, so Abigail thinks that Old Testament people are saved, not by these animals, but as the animals there and them transferring their sins to the animal is to remind them that one day Christ will come and die for them. That's what you think. Okay. Yes. Now, we must draw this, all right? Try to draw this. Oh, before that, I, I actually didn't answer the last part, right? Which is, now, how, how often? We, we, how many we ascertain? Both cases, all right? Now, how often? How often do you think? Is it every day or is it once in a while, once a week, on special occasions? Now, turn to um, Leviticus chapter 16 now. Leviticus chapter 16, verses 11 to 19, okay? Verse 11, Leviticus 16. um, Okay, so... In verse 11, And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house, and shall kill the bullock of, sin, bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself. Alright, and then it goes on and goes on. Now, how often is it? How often is it? We are told that there are special occasions. Alright, there are special occasions for the Israelites. For example, the Day of Atonement. Now, I believe this is the 10th day of the 7th month based on the calendar, all right? This is a specific event um, on a specific time. So in scriptures, you will also see that specific times when they are supposed to do certain sacrifices. Okay, so there are certain times, it's specific. Now, but also turn to Hebrews chapter 7, verse 27. Hebrews 7. Okay, let's read um, Hebrews 7, verse 27. Reading. Who needeth not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice first for his own sins and then for the people's, for this he did once when he offered himself, offered up himself. So, you see, there is a description in the New Testament describing what we just read. In the Old Testament, there are, well, sacrifices that are daily. But when Christ came, he did it once. That's it. But it does describe in the Old Testament, they did it daily. Alright? Back to Leviticus chapter 16. Yes. So, Leviticus, in fact, chapter 15 will tell you, on the eighth day, they will bring two turtle doves. Then on the Um, what day, what day. So these are special atonement days. So there are this description of special atonement days as well as daily. So to answer the person's question, is it daily? Is it once a week? Is it how often? In scriptures, there's daily. There is the case of um, special occasions as well. So that's your answer. That's your answer. Now, but How do we know for sure that Abigail is correct, that it was not this Old Testament, or that the Old Testament people were not saved by these animals that they transferred their sin to and got sacrificed, alright? How do we know Abigail is correct? It's not these animals, not their blood, but it is going to be Jesus Christ coming, and that represents that. How do we know so? How do we know for sure? Because there are Christians today, all right, in, in, in groups, many Christian denominations, they believe that the Old Testament people were saved by sacrifices, the New Testament people are saved by Jesus' death. Is it correct? Now, how do you explain? You know, tons of sacrifices, you know, tons of laying of hands all the time. And always it's about, I transfer my sin to you and then you die. So... Maybe Abigail is wrong. Maybe this group of Christians, they are correct. The Old Testament people, so many cases are about transferring to sin and they die. How do we know? For sure it is not. Maybe ask Jason. Genesis, all right. Genesis, God says that the seed will come, all right. The seed will come. Well, maybe God is promising for the New Testament people only. So for the Old Testament, he set this rule. They are saved by that. Could be, right? Because you may attend church, um, you you may one day have your friends tell you, "No, oh, that some people are saved by animal sacrifices." Come on, books after books talk about that. How can it be not that? Benedict, don't know. Oh no, all right. Maybe Jillian, uh, have you gotten back your voice? Wow, oh, not yet. Uh, Sing Yuan. Same, become members, you still get asked. like <laughs> No exemption. How do you know? That is not the case because there's a big majority of Christians that believe Old Testament people are saved by, by the blood and the animals that were sacrificed. It's the New Testament that is saved by Christ. Pay? Not sure. How to prove? Abigail, you are the only one who believes that. How do you know then, Abigail? Okay, I can't hear you. All right. Uh, uh, Dad, can you please represent her what she says? Her, her lungs are a bit small, so... There's some verse in the New Testament that says that. Okay. Roughly, what does it say, Abigail? Because no one here seems to remember that. Roughly, what does it say, Abigail? Something about saved by the lamb. Uh, Dad, please. Oh, something about not being saved by these animals. Is it? Well, now this is very scary because almost all of us believe that Old Testament people are saved by Christ also, but very few of us can actually say why. Now, the danger is this. You simply believe that because you hear it in church. But what happens if you, your friends keep showing you these verses? I say, yeah, maybe our church is wrong. I think I need to bring my whole family to another church now. Maybe i ask, uh, ask uh, John, what about you? How do you know? Only God, can save, uh, only God can save human. Oh, I see. Because animals is just a symbol. Animals cannot represent man. Correct? But that's your idea. <laughs> That's just your idea. Where does it say so? Okay, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 10. All right, Abigail is spot on. Hebrews chapter 10. I'm sure some of you also know, but I didn't get to ask you. Hebrews chapter 10. Now let's read. Verse 4. Shall we read verse 4? For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. It is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Because the Bible in the New Testament, as was pointed to us, in the New Testament, so the, the child is very... Very, saying something very important. It is not what we say. It is the New Testament interpreting the Old Testament for us. The New Testament, God tells us, this blood of these bulls and these goats did not save them. It did not take away sin from them. It did not. So from this, we know that they were all this. Now let's read verse 5 to... Um, verse 9 5 to 9 reading wherefore when he saith when he cometh into the world he saith sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not but a body thou hast prepared me in burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure then said i lo I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will o god above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offerings for sin, thou wouldest not, neither hath pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Last verse, verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Christ, once Jesus Christ once for all now here is where new testament explains to us what is happening so every time you wonder maybe it is true they were they were they were saved by the blood of the animals god explained they never were you were what take away now we said god does not desire these sacrifices how is it that god tell them to do it and then after that say god does not desire maybe i ask you maybe ask as adults, once once more, anyway, why does God say? Well, didn't God say you bring sacrifices? That next moment in New Testament, say God did not desire this. The Old Testament, they were what? Sorry, they're old already passed. Christ is the better. But what did he say that he did not desire? Yeah, it's kind of that. Now, when God said, I did not desire, God is not saying, don't bring them. God is the one who told them to bring them. But what God is saying, now, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying I desire that these animals take your place. They cannot take your place. All right? What's God's desire? His will. What was his will? That Christ, that Christ, you see, by, verse 10, by the which. What is this which the will the will of god what's the will the will of god is never these animals to rap, to be sacrificed for men it's just pointing to something that is his will what is it verse 10 by the which will we are sanctified to the offering of the body of jesus christ once for all see all these repeated sacrifices were all pointing to the time when christ will come and he Will be the will of God. That is the sacrifice that will wash away our sins from past to present. All right? So, please, adults, you cannot not be able to explain to your child when they say, But daddy, you know, I come back from school. My friends keep saying, Old Testament people are saved by the blood and the animals. All right? So, actually, if you read your Bible constantly, all these things become normal to you. So, that is important. So, this is the proof. This is the proof. And therefore, many other doctrines follow it, like like animals cannot take the place of men. Only man, Jesus Christ, must come in the form of man, and so on, which um, John rightly pointed out. But here is is proof. Now, the question next is this: Why? All right, all right. Hazel asked this question, so now I ask Hazel. No, no, no. Ask parents. Ask parents. Right? Why? Why? Why one animal for many? Many animals for one? Uh, uh, one animal for many, and then many people, uh, one for one as well, uh, some, sometimes every day, as a, or definitely every day, as well as special days. And then, now, not only that, this person didn't ask. Now, what about different kinds of sins? Different kinds of sins. Now, let me just, you don't have to turn there, right? We have no time. Sin of touching an unclean dead animal. right? Leviticus 5.2. Sin of touching unclean humans, Leviticus 5.3. Sin of rash oath, Leviticus 5.4. Um, and many sins, all right? different sins, described as well. And then sacrifices. And then also different kinds of sacrifices. So not only time, not only how many, not only what kind. Alright, so all three covered. So now maybe I ask the parents, now, what lessons, now that your child understands that. All right, children, can you understand in the Old Testament? All right, look up here, children. Look up here. So, uh, should I practice drawing animals? Not sure. Huh? Animal. <laughs> I know, don't look like it, all right? Now, animal. It can be one animal for one person, it can be one animal for many. People, Okay? But, and then when they do it, men easier to draw. Still not so good. Long hands, right? Alright? Put their hands, okay? Or can be several people. Put their hands. Not legs, uh, hands, okay? Put their hands, okay? Now all this, but so children, understand. God is saying these animals did not, and their blood at their sacrifice did not take away any sin. These animals were Telling them, one day Jesus Christ will come. One day Jesus Christ will come. They, when they did this, it was faith. Understand that. It was faith. They did not do this thinking that the animals will, will, are taking their place. They did this in faith that God promised that one day Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God will be the one that will sacri- be sacrificed for them. Maybe i ask you this one. Where is the proof? Can you prove that the people here, their idea, their ideas, sorry, right? Their idea is one day Jesus Christ will come. Can you prove? All right, idea, you, you know what I'm drawing, right? I know it doesn't look like it. They are thinking, ah, oh, one day Jesus Christ will come. It's not this anymore. Their idea is that. How can you prove that? Maybe we just make it up. how can you prove that? Say again. Using scriptures, I never thought of that. <laughs> all right. Since you bring it up, then can you use scriptures? <laughs> all right. Good place. Always use scriptures. All right. Now you don't keep hearing and then just okay. Church say this. Church say this. Remember the scriptures that church uses to show you. Now turn to First Peter. First Peter. Peter. Now let us read from verses 10 to 12. Now look up here. Verses 10 to 12 describes to you what was in the mind of the Old Testament people when they were making sacrifices. Verses 10 to 12 reading. Uh, wait, wait, 9 to 12, right? Receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Now, this is a description of what was going through in the mind of the Old Testament prophets, the Old Testament people, when they were making sacrifices, when they were seeking salvation. Let's go through it verse by verse. Now, verse verse 9. Is salvation by faith or by works or by animals? It's by faith. Receiving at the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Now here he's talking about two people who like Jews, for example. Peter predominantly wrote to the Jews. The Jews also had some ideas that it's the animal sacrifices that that saved them. That's what Paul had to clarify in the book of Hebrews. It is not. It is not. But he's correcting them. Please know the Jews back then When it comes to salvation, it was faith. They understood it. And you also must believe that it is faith. Now, look at verse 9. Salvation is faith. Now, this faith, and look at verse 6. The salvation with prophets, which is the Old Testament people, have inquired and searched. The Old Testament people wanted to know how to be saved. Now, verse 11. Searching what or what manner of time, searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify. Now, it says this, you know. Look up here. When they were searching, the Holy Spirit that they had proved that the Old Testament people had the indwelling. Verse 11 said, the Holy Spirit that was in them signified to them. They knew in their heart. They have heard what it is supposed to be. The Holy Spirit has taught them. The Old Testament people knew. They are not thinking that the animals saved them. In the, With the Holy Spirit, they knew what was happening. What did they knew? When it testified before, it te- verse 11, the, test, the Holy Spirit, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. So when they put their anim- hands on the animals, the Holy Spirit already told them earlier on that Christ will come one day. Hey, do you follow? That Christ will, they knew that Christ will come one day. And verse 12, unto whom it was revealed. It was revealed to them. They knew through the Holy Spirit animals did not save them. And these things, they minister to us. Okay, so... Does the Bible tell us that the Old Testament people, when they were sacrificing animals, understood that Christ, they understood beforehand that Christ will come one day and suffer. It is not the suffering of this animal, it is not the blood of this animal. Beforehand, they knew that Christ one day will come. They knew. They knew. So please don't think that the Old Testament people are blur people, say, do, don't know what I'm doing, just do. Well, hopefully I get sin, my sin get forgiven. They knew. All right, so banish the thought that they did not, and they did not understand. Now, it is the New Testament Jews that struggled with it. Over time, it got distorted that it was not by grace. Look at verse 10. And it's prophesied of the grace. It was grace fully dependent on the goodness of God, not their works of sacrifices. It was purely faith in this grace. They understood beforehand already. All right? Who, who have further questions on this? Anna? understand? Sure? Alright. Oh no, I was talking to Anna behind. Okay. I can't see you on the mask. I didn't know you were here. Alright? So, okay. So that is what it is. Now, it is very clear. When you think of the group of Christians like that keep saying that Old Testament people are saved by this and all that, they're behaving like the Jews that Peter and that Paul have to correct. Understand? Okay, now, come to lessons. One sacrifice for many, many, uh, one for one, and then what? Different kind of sins. Then daily, then once in a while. Okay, fathers, what is the lesson that you want to teach? All right, Kenny, what do you want to teach um, your son? One day your son begins to ask and ah, say, explain let me, I explain to you." They say, "But daddy, what does it mean for me today?" Understand the question? What's the spiritual lesson? Okay, only Christ can save. We said that. The, yep, we said only Christ can save. Nothing else. Okay? What about next one? Alex? Very good. Sin has its consequences. Tell the child, child, do you understand how terrible sin is? All right? At that time, they haven't seen the, the, the suffering of Christ where he was beaten, all right, where his skin was torn apart, where he suffered. On the cross bleeding right they saw and they realized oh, sin caused that at the time they haven't seen that they haven't read about it they don't know what exactly what happened but they will see this animal and they will have to put their hands right why does God want them to put their hands is to teach them you are the one that caused this innocent cute little animal they're so adorable. You know the, the lambs, right? They are supposed to keep with them. You studied all that. It is not just go randomly pick. They will have the lamb stay with them for a period before they sacrifice the lamb. Not only to examine the lamb that is pure, but it's to build that bond. After you, they have that bond. If you have a pet, right? If you have a pet, you become so close to the pet and then one day your pet have to be killed. How do you feel? This little innocent lamb. So then all these things is to teach us. Sin is a very wicked and very terrible thing. This innocent God will have to come and suffer so terribly. Put your hands there and then you do the cutting. Cut the knife. Take the knife and cut the animal and watch it bleed and die in front of you. You think God likes that? What? Be gory? No. God wants them to see this, you know, your sin. Your sin caused this kind of thing. Sin is a very terrible thing. Very good. Teach your animal. Teach your animal. <laughs> Sorry, slip of the tongue. Not intention of the mind, alright? Teach your children that these innocent animals suffer because of that. Your sin. You a child, don't sin. You see, animal very potent, right? God is even worse. God has to do that very good so that is another lesson so don't just explain this technical thing you have to think because when you do your devotion you have to think maybe another another parent Howard. what else do you want to teach your teenagers Uh, we we have to be sensitive to sin why does god say this sin bring this that sin bring that this sin how many why does god want them to visibly go through all this it's for us to read today and also remember be sensitive to sin God give different kind of sin be sensitive to different sins don't just say, I sin God sorry please forgive me when you confess think God today I told a lie God today I hated someone God today I hit my sibling God today I I um, lost my temper and my spouse God today I cheated God today I I pretended that I was not well and I didn't want to go to church. Specific sins, be sensitive to specific sins. That is why God says, all this, all this. All right? Very good. Maybe the last one. Uh, parent, uh, which parent else? Yeah. Yo. Sin doesn't only affect individuals, it affects many people. How, how do you come to that conclusion? Right, very good. The whole, now when there is sin, the whole congregation is affected. Now, why is that the example of the elders putting their hands on the animal instead? This is the representative principle as well. Just like an animal represents the person in sin, which is Christ, one day will come and represent us. Now, this, all the elders put is say, we represent the whole congregation. Right? Everyone is affected. And they are the representatives. All right? Some of these principles you can draw and learn. Don't think that sin is a small thing. All right? Sin has impact. And when they see the representation, they also realize, I am the one who sinned. All right? And others are involved. Others are affected. For right? so example. All right? So some spiritual examples to learn. Um, and also this. Be thankful. Be thankful now, just because we don't have to keep bringing animals, I'm sure parents, you're very thankful, right? Times are tough, right? Meat is expensive. And so I'm thankful that all these things. Just because now in the new and better covenant, you don't have to do all this, doesn't mean then you, you and I sin. And think is, is nothing. Why is it daily? The reminder, daily confession of sin. Why is it special occasions? Remembering in those occasions the atonement of Christ, all right, on a bigger scale. All these things. Be sensitive to him. Be thankful that Christ came to be our sacrifice, not just because now I save money, all right? What else? All right, these are some examples, all right? So I hope this um, interesting question have helped you understand not just what they did, but why God implemented things that way that we may learn it today. All right? Let us pray.